shall we get on to our main topic or shall we put it off (laughs) should we talk about something else first yeah let's talk about something more interesting (laughs) hello and welcome to izzy and gina in stitches informal conversation about life in general and art and embroidery in particular with me gina ferrari and me izzy moore so how are you what's been happening (laughs) i'm very well yes panic over now i've plugged in my microphone (laughs) um yeah i'm I'm okay feeling a little bit frazzled um i've got something coming up in the diary which i think touched on before i'm not really going to talk about it now but i think we touched on it and i said it's probably going to get cancelled um anyway it hasn't been cancelled so as a result i am feeling a little bit panicked and i'm trying to fit in all the things (laughs) Oh, well, but it'll, it'll be worth it. <laughs> it definitely be worth it. So yeah. I have been, yeah, I've been trying to do all the things. So I've been doing my seascapes and um, the bulk of the stitching is done. And this is relevant to today's topic, really, in that I wish I'd started earlier, <laughs> except I couldn't actually have started earlier because I was doing other things. Or well, maybe I could have. Um, but also... I'm gearing myself up to do probably one of the trickiest parts of the course. And I've been doing all the other things I can for the course, apart from this tricky bit. I'm sort of working my way way up to it. Is that a procrastination? Yes, that is. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's a deliberate putting off. <laughs> I think so anyway. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, so it's it's the bit that turns it just from seascapes into Celtic seascapes. It's the Celtic knots. Okay. And, I, and I'm thinking, why, why did I decide to do that? Um, okay. So <laughs> that's at the point where I think, oh, no, I'm just going to cut that bit out of the course. <laughs> yeah, I thought of that option, but I've already said it's kind of oh, Fair enough. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'm going to be uh, getting all sort of knotty. So anyway, so that's, that's me with that. And then also I have done something completely different. I did have a painting day. Yeah, I saw that. Looked good. Yeah. Yeah. it was a newsletter that I get from Kate Green right she's a Cambridge Open Studios artist yes, yes. I wondered yeah. whether you knew her have you ever yeah, met I do. her I haven't met her no but I know of her okay yeah so I love her art because it's so bright and colorful and vibrant and I get her newsletter and she said she was doing this zoom workshop and it was a really reasonable price and I thought you know what yeah I'm gonna do it excellent So I booked it up. So it was a long afternoon. We started just before lunch. And the idea was to finish more or less. And I didn't quite. And so then, of course, while all the paints and things were out, I thought I have to carry on. I can't tidy up because then I'll never finish. I have to finish now. So then it went on into Sunday. And actually, I spent the whole of Sunday throwing paint around. Brilliant. Uh, yeah, and it was. It was utterly brilliant. And it leads on to what I'll talk about later with diversions and discoveries. Sure. So that's me. Anyway, how are you? What have you been up yeah. to? Well, I'm good. I've been busy, busy, busy. I've got to look and see. I've written it down because I knew I wouldn't remember. <laughs> I have actually finished the last bit of filming for my Inspiration to Stitch course. So that is all done now. I've just got to sort of go through and check everything's okay for the final bits. Fantastic. And they are about to start module five so I feel good that that's done and dusted I'm having a little bit of problems saving some videos at the moment which is driving me mad but tell me about it I do mine on my phone 
I don't know how you do that. I just sort of do it and save it and edit it. And then when I've saved it, I transfer it to my laptop. And it kept telling me there's not enough storage to save this video. So I offloaded some apps. I checked the iPhone storage. It said I had four gigabytes left. (gasps) And it still wouldn't let me. So I left it. Four hours later, I tried it again and it saved it. Yeah. I I feel your pain because I've been there exactly the same place this week. But I'm doing it and I've got that done. So that feels really good. What else have you been up to? I went out. You went out? That's not allowed. (laughs) Yeah, but I'm vaccinated. <laughs> no, it, I just decided that I needed a change of scene. Sometimes you do, don't you? And I got a train into London. I was a bit worried about getting on the tube, but it was fine. The underground was, it was fine. How busy or not busy? Was not it? busy at all. I mean, probably within a underground carriage, maybe five or six people. Oh, okay. Gosh. So I wasn't even having to sit opposite anybody or anything. And went to the V&A to mm-hmm. see their exhibition about Alice in Wonderland. Okay. It wasn't mind-blowing, but it was quite interesting. Lots of the original illustrations, which were absolutely beautiful. The original manuscript, the little book. It was a little tiny book oh that Lewis Carroll had written the story in for Alice, which was beautiful to see. And then there was a dodo skeleton and sort of odd things oh, like that. right, yeah. And then it was how other people had interpreted the story in books. So there were illustrations, there were film posters, there were excerpts from films. It was just gently interesting. And I thought I would treat myself to a nice lunch in their members' room. But when I got up there, there was a queue and it was crowded, so I left. <laughs> that's, a, that's a bit of a shame, isn't it, really? Yeah. That's- Actually, one of my sons who lives in London has said this, you cannot go inside to eat anywhere in London without booking right um, it's really difficult so I ended up getting something at the Pancras station but that was fine and I, it was just a nice day out yeah wow change of scene yeah sometimes it maybe that's why I've had so much energy caught up with loads of admin jobs this week things on the to-do list that I've been putting off that's um topical of what we're talking about isn't it um yeah and I've done lots of framing and I've sold two paintings that is absolutely brilliant news really exciting yeah our pub has only been open you know well since pubs have been open indoors a few days and we went in on Friday for a supper and they said oh did you get the message we've sold two of your paintings this week so that is brilliant and have you replaced them are you going to I have that's why I was framing and I've taken two up there yesterday and I actually did another pen and ink drawing of the pub for them so I'll probably put that on my Instagram account later <laughs> that's brilliant as well oh I sold something too did you I, I yeah I sold something yay I sold a little Celtic knot excellent it no always problem. feels good doesn't it to sell it, things it does because it, yeah it's from my Etsy shop which I don't really put things in that often and it someone wanted it for Trinity Sunday this okay. little Celtic knot with a little triangle and yeah sort of it yeah brilliant and look, yay! It's lovely. So, because I think we've both touched on it now, shall we get on to our main topic? Yeah. Or shall we put it off? <laughs> shall we talk about something else first? Yeah, let's talk about something more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, it's my favourite topic um, because I am just so good at it. It is <laughs> procrastination. Brilliant. <laughs> Are you a procrastinator, Gina? I don't think I am, but mm-hmm. having just seen a little 
talk this morning that you sent me a link to, which I watched instead of setting up all my equipment. <laughs> Maybe I am, because what was his name? Tim, Tim, Tim Urban. Urban. Yeah. yeah, who says that we are all procrastinating. And I guess I do put things off sometimes. But I only do it if I know I've got time to put things off. Oh, I'm pretty good at if I know, you know, it's that eat the frog again, isn't it? If yeah. I know something has to be done, I will just get on and do it. So I'm yeah. pretty good. I don't yeah. think it's a problem for me. Let's put okay. it, maybe that's it. It's not a problem. It's not a problem. Okay. So what is it? That's yeah, to start with, yeah, what is it? So what's your definition of it? I think it's a very deliberate action of delaying or putting something off postponing avoiding but I think it's very conscious it's not the same as being distracted okay that's interesting because I think yes it's choosing to do other things than the thing we know we have to do even if we've decided ourselves that we want to do a thing so like my seascapes course for example I knew I wanted to do it I knew I wanted it ready for June ish I started doing it last August and then I it got put to one side while I did other things that were more timely. So like my Christmas themed course and my winter course. That's so, where deadlines play a part though, don't they? Because, yes. Yeah. But I could have picked it up earlier this year and I didn't. So even though I decided I wanted to do it, there were other things that I wanted to do, which it comes on to one of my reasons <laughs> for why we do this. Cool. Um And so I think it's choosing to do those things despite knowing the potential ramifications and also despite knowing our past history, knowing that doing things short, you know, close to a deadline makes us feel slightly panicky. And yeah, um, I still do things close to deadlines sometimes because (laughs) it gets me going, (laughs) but I don't like that feeling of really leaving things to the last minute. I See, I, I quite like the energy that it gives me because I do then feel energized to do stuff and I do then quite like that feeling of then just sort of working hard and being motivated to work hard and stick at it I like that feeling and I don't seem to be able to or I haven't up until now found a way of getting that feeling of just getting stuck in when there isn't a deadline yeah, I think, well, I think Which the deadline's is, important, actually. It makes a you know, big difference. Yeah. If it sort of it can be any time and it drifts off into the future, then, you know, you've got nothing to drive you, have you? Yeah, exactly. I think, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I love the Douglas Adams quote about deadlines because um, Douglas Adams, the author, he was renowned for just lying in the bath all day. <laughs> <laughs> just not, not writing. And he said, I love deadlines. I love the whooshing noise they make as they fly past. All right. Yeah, I've heard that. (laughs) But then don't you sometimes think you've got a deadline and you impose this thing on yourself? I mean, I I can't. Can you do that? Does that work if you impose your own deadlines? Yeah. Yeah, it does. But sometimes, though, I've got things on a to-do list and I think it's really essential to do it and I put it off because I can't be bothered or I don't like the feeling of it. And then that deadline passes, whooshes, passed, and you realise actually it didn't matter at all. See, that's a dangerous discovery, isn't it? It is. <laughs> so then we get quite philosophical, you know. What, what is important? Deciding what is important. Yeah, but let's not go there this time. Yeah. So why do you think we do? I mean, I've got I've got several reasons. You, I don't think, have got as many as me. And no. we probably disagree about 
I mean, I've, I put lack of motivation okay. as one, which I guess ties in with the deadlines, doesn't it? Because if we we need that motivation to do something, it has to. Yeah, there has to be a reason for doing it. And that sometimes it's something we'd rather not do. Yeah. Or I think we, something I think is quite interesting was a fear. We put things off because of a fear that it's going to be difficult. See, I've put that under something like being overwhelmed not being able to start because it's almost too big or too difficult. It seems too difficult or too complicated. Or we think it is. It's too difficult th- in our heads. It's not actually. Yes. I mean, a classic one is tax return. Yes. We all know the tax year ends in April and we've got until the end of January. And we know months. all year, months and months. I'm ready to do my tax return today if I wanted to. I've got all the figures there. Yeah, I could too. Yeah. But we don't do it because we think it's going to be a pain and it's going to be a nuisance and everything else. And then when you sit and do it, it takes an hour or less and it's easy. And you think, well, why did I put that off until January? Yeah. Um, and I, I have got the, I got the letter in the post and it's on my notice board above my computer. So I am seeing it every day. But I, I literally have not had the time. Otherwise, I would have done it to get rid of that letter. Would you? <laughs> yeah. But to me, it's not a pressing thing to do. I know no. I've got time. I don't leave it until the end of January. I couldn't do that. That would no, stress never. me out. No, I would get very worried about that. Yeah. But it is just a case of putting a few figures in, really. So, yeah. so I think that is that's not necessarily because it's a difficult thing. I think it's because it's it's boring. It involves. I mean, for me, up until this year, it would have involved chasing down all the receipts and things it would have it would have meant drudgery it would have meant hours sifting through printouts and receipts and putting them in order and adding them up it was just boring see I don't mine's (laughs) not even that bad because I do that pretty much on I know a monthly basis so it's all there the figures are there (laughs) which I am doing now so you in a funny sort of way I'm quite looking forward to doing my tax return oh good just (laughs) to see how much simpler it is this year now I'm yeah now I'm actually organized yeah so going back to fear I think yeah there's the fear of difficult things I think there's also two other fears there's the fear of doing something you know actually getting down to the thing and finding out that actually you're not very good or whatever it is you're doing just doesn't work out the way you think so that's like a perfectionism if I'm going to do this thing I want it to be really good that yeah. can stop you in your tracks can stop you actually starting yeah. yeah I can see that would happen I don't know I don't think I really questioned why I don't do things yeah. <laughs> I don't see, do things because I don't yeah. want to <laughs> no it's terrible I am a bit of a perfectionist in that once I have started something so like the seascapes course right now I'm doing it and I'm doing all the videos and the graphics and the text and everything and I'm I want to make it look really nice sure and so I will fiddle about for ages making it look exactly how I wanted it to look in my head so that is my perfectionism which will so for me perfectionism doesn't actually stop me starting it stops me finishing right okay because I've actually written down that often with procrastinating the problem is not it's not that we don't do the job or the work it's the starting of it yeah we put off that starting I think that's key 
And I, but I think another fear, another big fear, just to finish off on fear, I think it's that fear of exposure yep. by starting something, by doing something. So like starting online courses and telling people it's that exposure. You're putting yourself out there. You're doing something you've never done before. You never tried before. I didn't tell anyone until I'd actually got the first one ready to go, <laughs> until I knew I could do it. Then I told people I was doing it. Yeah. So, yeah. Sometimes you just got to put yourself out there and face that fear of failure and accept that we all fail at things, don't we? Yeah. Yeah. Normal. I think so. Yeah. And sort of actually that nobody cares or nobody mm. will remember. We think we've made a fool of ourselves. Other people I haven't, like on Instagram or Facebook, they probably didn't see it course or you know it, it, they forget it it doesn't matter yeah. I've said this before haven't I nobody else cares what you do whether you get your newsletter out on time or any of these other and these are self-imposed deadlines aren't they I remember yeah. seeing a program on telly years ago about people who were um, really anxious really shy I think it was like a performance thing they wanted to do things like stand-up comedy and things like you know they they wanted to right. get out there like this fear of being seen in public and they were made to go out into a shopping center wearing things like chicken costumes <laughs> you know it's just ridiculous Brilliant. fancy dress costumes and realizing actually nobody cares most people no. just sort of might give you a funny look and walk past yep exactly so, so other reasons for doing it I mean I think the one that really uh struck a chord for me that I saw was being an invincible multitasker because I I do have this feeling that I can do it all I think I can right. do it all and I can fit it all in I can find the time to do all these things yeah yeah I, I recognize that and I think <laughs> it it's linked to another cause of procrastination in that it's not it's not a negative thing it just it's just being a hopeless judge of time so underestimating how long things actually take. Well, they always take longer, don't they? Then you set aside. It's all very well to say half an hour to do such and such. No, and they say, you know, if you think it's going to take half an hour, give yourself an hour. Mm. No, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, if I have to catch a train or a plane or a bus or whatever, I'm always on time or early. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, I hate rushing for a train. I hate being late for anything. Yeah, I hate being late. Um, she said, who uh, came screeching into this podcast, <laughs> however many minutes. Well, I was past. sitting waiting because I had to be ready. <laughs> no, oh. but I was, I was anxious about that because I was late. I was late. Um, so being, so underestimating how long things take and not allowing for things to go wrong as well contingencies I don't know why I can do it in all other areas of my life especially things like travel building in contingencies leaving early why can I not do that with tasks because the tasks don't have the same consequences Mm -hmm. if you travel and you miss a train or a connection it has a lasting consequence if you haven't actually got round to cleaning the bathroom because it's boring yeah it doesn't matter it just means you've got a bit of scum around your bath the next day you know (laughs) so I think probably when it cuts to the chase when the really important things we get done that's true yeah because because the other thing is uh 
I've put another thing here. Uh, yeah, being a busy bee, feeling that we have to do it all. And in some cases, so like, so like I was saying before we started sorting out my daughter for her year abroad, there are some tasks that need doing and some mm. tasks that only I, only I can do or only my husband can do. So some, some of the financial things. And so I just get them done because they're important. They've got a deadline. And so I'm not, when I am procrastinating, I'm not procrastinating because I'm just lying around in the garden reading a book or whatever. It's because I am busy doing all these other things sure. but I think there's a lot of busy being that in that I have this feeling that I have to do all the things there's a lot of things I do have to do but not all of them right which sort of cuts that I mean something I'd read about that that said it's not the same as being lazy so this no. sort of lying around reading a book you know if I choose to sit around and read a book it's because that's what I've chosen to do I don't do that to avoid other things I wouldn't be able to concentrate on the book if I knew there was something else to be done no so, exactly yeah. yeah so it's not the same as being lazy and trying to do all the things again it's prioritizing I mean one of the yeah. things I used to get all the time when I wrote the blog regularly was how do you do so much how do you do so much I would I'd love to do this but I don't have the time and I would say you make the time to do the things yeah. you actually want to do and we all have the same set amount of time, don't we? Yeah. You know, I sleep as long as anybody else. I do whatever else, you know. So it's just about yeah. choosing what's important. And I, what yeah. Important. And I think you are better at that than me. I think I must be some sort of control freak. Oh. <laughs> News just in. <laughs> sorry. Uh, it's very rude of me. I'm sorry. You are very right, though. I can't let anybody in my immediate family listen to this. Okay. <laughs> they are painfully aware that I have set ways of doing things. Your way <laughs> or the wrong way. And if it's not done my way, either I have to go and do it my way or I get really cross. Oh, do you? <laughs> and oh, it's silly, isn't it? Really? Well. Because, yeah, it just means that I'm constantly frazzle it does because the only person that affects is you because it makes you cross yeah they don't care no of course they don't (laughs) of course they don't see I I think I'm a lot more laid back about that sort of thing I think you are (laughs) oh well whatever take a leaf out of your book I think I'm older that's what it is (laughs) just get to the point where you think oh I just can't be bothered anymore I can't I'm just gonna do what I want to do yep that's about it Yeah, we have touched, as we've been talking about, things that would help. <laughs> yeah, so how do we stop procrastinating? Yes, yeah. yeah. So I mean, for me, well, what we've just talked about, probably being less of a control freak would be a good thing because then I wouldn't feel that I had to do all the things. Or if I'm not doing all the things, keeping an eye on all the things to make sure that the things were being done in the right way. And that's exhausting. <laughs> It really is. Yeah. It's a bit nuts, yeah. isn't it, saying it out loud? Um, <laughs> that should be a goal for me, shouldn't it? Just relinquish control. Oh, gosh. I did think of a good one, actually, for the stopping procrastination, making a commitment to someone else. And I thought that is actually really good because that is something I've discovered with doing this podcast with you. Yeah. Is that it is a commitment. Um, 
when we can't do it, we sort out something else or I'd do it another day. And it kind of keeps us on track, doesn't it? Definitely. That has really helped, actually. I mean, more it's given us structure for our time. But yeah, yeah having that commitment to meet here with you and do this, because then it's helped me be more organized about doing things like my newsletter yep, me too. and my blog mm. and the commitment for doing my course as well because people are interested people are signing up to my newsletter so that they can hear about the course and I have said it will be end of June I haven't sure. I've hedged I haven't given a precise date, no date. <laughs> <laughs> but I have made that commitment and I that is why I am working so hard because I will absolutely you will get it done. Yeah. yeah, I will get it done. Unless something awful happens, I will get it done. Absolutely. Because I've made that commitment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that has also made it easier for it to be a priority because, yeah. like you were saying, priorities. And for me as well, the key thing that I've really twigged the last few weeks is planning sure ridiculous I'm I am a woman of lists I have notebooks and lists and to-do lists all over the place I don't know why planning should even be an issue for me but I don't I must have been planning in the wrong sort of way (laughs) I I don't know or pretending to plan by writing a list that's not planning that's just writing a list writing a list isn't actually planning is it no. So I've been getting much better. I have been planning exactly what I'm going to do, in particular, that first task of the day. Right. So you've quite fine detail then. But, yeah. Very fine detail. Right down to that first task. Not just, oh, I'm going to work on my course in the morning. What does that mean? Well, see, that is my sort of planning. No, see, for me, that I could do anything. I could go and write some notes. I could film a video. But, oh, what video am I going to film? Oh, I don't know. Maybe I'll do this one today. Yeah, that's what I'm like. <laughs> no, I need to. So this morning I'm going to do, um, oh, I think it was image transfer. Right. So I've got my things that I'm going to, the images I'm going to transfer. I've got that ready. I've got the fabric ready. I've got my desk clear. I'm all set. I'm ready to go. Yeah. And that's another tip for stopping procrastination. Have everything ready. Have everything ready. ready. And also, I think another tip is um, when you have all these ideas, because, you know, it's like a cycle, isn't it? You feel energized. You have ideas. You think, oh, I'm going to do the thing. I'm going to. And then you sort of lose your enthusiasm or you put it off or whatever. And then you start to feel bad and you haven't done it. And then you say, never again. I'm not going to let this happen again. (laughs) Do we learn? And off you go again. So I think the key is when you are feeling energized and inspired and you've got the idea, break the cycle by planning then. Sure. While you've got the energy and that motivation, say, okay, let's look at exactly how we're going to do this and when. Nail it down, put it in the diary, whatever it is that you have to do to or make that commitment to someone. Yeah, so that it's an event in the diary. It's something that's happening. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one of the other things that we mentioned was like sort of, perhaps before we started recording was how we like instant gratification as well and that's something else I think is important with procrastination because we've got these future goals and these future things that happen and we kind of yeah know we're going to have to do that 
And I think I gave the example of a diet, you know, you go on a diet, well, you think you ought to, because you need to lose 10 kilos and you've got this vision of yourself in the summer, in a summer dress and you think, yeah, I'm going to look great. And it's going to, I'm going to feel healthier and everything else. Yeah. But then you look in the fridge and there's a donut there and you think, oh, well, I'll do it tomorrow because you want that instant gratification. And I think it, it happens with work and all sorts of things, you know, you'd rather do something. And I have days like that where I think I need to do something creative where I've finished something today. Yeah. And something nice, something enjoyable. Yeah. I need to do a little bit of a little tiny painting or a little something where I've got a result today because I can't be bothered to work on that big painting that's going to take me three weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And again, that's that overwhelm, isn't it? It's it is. big. It's going to take time. It's that sort of burden of oh, having to sort of uh, gear yourself up to do the big thing. But it's yeah. when you then constantly do all the little easy things and you never actually get to the big thing. That's when it becomes a problem. Yeah. So that's not necessary. So doing the little things isn't a problem because you are doing yeah. it knowingly because you want to sure. do something nice. And then you're probably feeling more inspired yeah. to do the big thing because you're happier and feeling creatively fulfilled and you're in that good creative space. Yeah. But you can also break down the big things perhaps into smaller tasks might be a way of. Yeah. As well, which I think as what you're doing with your planning by fine planning and knowing this is exactly what you've got to do yeah. today. That really helps because then I've worked out exactly what I'm doing, how I'm doing it, what I need. Just crack on. Indeed. Uh, I read a book recently. It's a very old classic book called The Road Less Travelled. Okay, yes. Yeah, Scott Peck. And one of the most important things that, you know, as we grow up and sort of learning to be, learning to be adults and um, just get on in the world is delayed gratification. Yeah being able to do the hard thing or the boring thing or whatever and then the reward later doing it that way around so it's the eating the frog thing but I think that what's important as well as actually doing the work and cracking on is to have that reward you've got Mm -hmm. to have that gratification at some point otherwise it is just that drudge it is but I actually find it quite gratifying to get the drudgery and the boring things done because I feel good when I've done them so you do get a gratification from it but we don't think we're going to no that's the thing yeah you don't think you're going to feel that way you all you see is the negative feelings about the task that you have to do sure but you it's remembering that having done that just by doing that you'll feel good whether you have a specific Mm. reward at the end or not yeah it's all about our brains really isn't it and it is yeah psychology playing tricks with ourselves yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah tricking ourselves but but I think that's an important part yeah knowing ourselves knowing our triggers knowing the sorts of things we are likely to use my mother used to call it a displacement activity yeah which it is really isn't it yeah but and the other day my daughter was doing exactly what I used to do so when I was uh, in my teens I had my homework to do suddenly you know the hoover's out and I'm dusting my room and yeah displacement activity organizing your desk drawers and your pencil pots and the other day my daughter was doing exactly the same thing she had an assignment due in about three days and I said have you started and she said I've been dusting and hoovering my room Uh, okay and she said because it hadn't been done by months and it really really needed doing I thought well if it hasn't been done for months obviously it didn't bother you 
and it would have lasted another three days. <laughs> yes, it obviously hadn't bothered you for three months. So why did you suddenly have to do? But I, I, you know, is exactly what I would have done. Sure. And that's uh, what I don't do. I, I mean, I know it sounds like I was a real swap but as a student or whenever I've studied essays in things like that, always well before deadline. I never missed a deadline, but I was probably at the deadline, to, up to the deadline. Yeah. And I, because when I first met Stuart, he was doing an MBA and he'd had these deadlines and I couldn't understand it because you could get to the deadline and you could always ask for a two week extension. No, never. never, So he always did it. He always got that far and got to the two week extension. I said, why don't you just get it done for your deadline? And he goes, oh, yeah, I plan to, but I need to tweak it. And see, I'm not a tweaker. I will write something. I will Mm. read through it and edit it and make sure it's okay. Then it's done. And I'll submit it even early. I won't hang on to it until the deadline. (laughs) No, I wouldn't do that. If I had genuinely Mm. finished early, I would submit it just in case something happened if it was an electronic thing just in case but you know I think sometimes you just got to go go with it I couldn't understand this leaving everything to the last minute used to drive me mad that drove me mad yeah (laughs) Yeah. but for you it's obviously in terms of your psychology it's more important for your peace of mind to know that it's done out of the way and you can move on yeah whereas for his psychology he probably needed that motivation of that short amount of time to make him focus and spot because also I know as well if I do something too far ahead of time I forget I've done it oh yeah I'm not that that far advanced (laughs) (laughs) or I or I don't I didn't do it in the way that I would have done it if I'd done it later on so some of the things of my in my course that I thought I had planned out months ago as I'm progressing, I'm thinking, ah, no, that needs to go here. That needs to go there, blah, right. blah, blah. And I'm, it's like a refinement process. And that does need time. Sure. Well, I found that on the course that I'm doing, because I'm releasing a module a month, I could have got the whole lot filmed, done, ready to go, then release the course and still released it one, one a month. But I haven't. I've just stayed a module or two ahead of them. And as a result, I've seen the way they've worked and I've change things and tweak things as I've gone along and I wouldn't have been able to do that so sometimes there's a reason for not doing yeah things I think that works best and also as teachers as well because we were both trained as school teachers sure. and that's being um it's reactive isn't it it's working it with the needs of your learners indeed and uh yeah because you wouldn't have got a particularly wonderful Ofsted score if you just rolled something out without paying any attention to we crack this is that no more procrastination (laughs) um yeah so what have I done planning prioritizing the most important thing so doing one task at a time not trying to multitask because we don't multitask well when we're trying to do everything at once no and it's it's sad but having acknowledging that and um yeah it's a sad day when I acknowledge that I can't (laughs) actually do lots of things all the things all the time yeah all the things all the time um I've also put here having cheerleaders so people to encourage you so when you do put yourself out there and you do something like on social media having having friends to say oh well done you sure Um, you know good on you I think that's important as well having people acknowledge when you have done something tough you know giving yourself credit Mm. but also yeah I can see that it is nice yeah and it's 
you know touching on things we've spoken about before it's getting that likes isn't it and the, yeah it does help it does help to boost yeah. you and, yeah although that is a bit of instant gratification that goes very quickly that's true that's true mm-hmm. and also what about the thing about nobody cares you know you have to be quite brutal about that yeah you have to be self-sufficient really and be able to to deal with stuff yourself but and then finally I've put embracing perfection uh embracing perfection imperfection yeah embracing imperfection I was gonna say embrace perfection I wish (laughs) embrace perfection um imperfection so yeah knowing that things will never be perfect and that done what was it there's a saying isn't there that um something is the enemy of something or other it will come to me as soon as we stop filming yeah yeah basically (laughs) done is better than not done it's not that no it's not that that's a bit too simple I know exactly what you're trying to say it's better to get something done and out there trying to trying to do perfect something will never get finished but um, and good enough is good enough and I think perhaps that's where I am on my courses in that I know I'm not a perfectionist I know the music's not going to be great and in the right places necessarily and I fluff up I mean I I actually videoed myself stitching the other day and it was driving me mad I said you know I hope you're not having the problems I'm having I usually do this perfectly but I think it's good for perhaps people to see that is good yeah and so I embrace that imperfection yeah Yeah. (laughs) I think so yeah it's being human they get me warped and all yeah and I because I feel that if I was teaching in person that's what would happen and that's what they would see and so there's a temptation when you're videoing to do it over and over again until it's perfect but actually I can't be bothered (laughs) it takes too much time so we'll put the link for that YouTube video in the notes because it's a good one it was a good one yeah monkey brains (laughs) yes so diversions and discoveries have you got anything for us this week yeah I've got a couple (laughs) What have you? What's going to sound really good? Right, I'm going to whiskey sours. <laughs> ah, booze. <laughs> booze, yeah. No, I'm not a complete lush, despite what people might think. <laughs> we were given a bottle of bourbon by a gentleman that I've been helping out during lockdown. I do his shopping and things like that. And he knocked on the door and gave us this as a thank you to both of us, which I thought was a bit rich, seeing as I've been the one doing the shopping. But yes. And as you know, I'm married to a Scotsman who enjoys a wee dram. And he went, oh, I'll try that tonight. And I was like, no, you won't. <laughs> because it's ours. And I know I wouldn't drink it every night. And he would have a little nightcap most evenings and then it would be gone. So I yeah. said, no, it's for cocktails. And he goes, oh, really? <laughs> Looking very dubious. So I found I've got a really good book, which is called How to Drink by Victoria Moore, which always causes people much amusement when they see it on my shelf and it's actually about all sorts of drinks it's about tea coffee wines cocktails but so I looked up bourbon cocktails and the first one I made was a Manhattan I think yeah which was like rocket fuel okay what's in a Manhattan (laughs) that was vermouth and bourbon and that was about it really some bitters it was just blew my head off so one of those was plenty and then a few days later I made a whiskey sour which Mm -hmm. Whiskey, lemon juice, sugar syrup, with a little bit of egg white, which sounds a bit dubious, but it kind of emulsifies it. Okay. Shaken with loads of ice. And oh boy, it was lovely. It was really nice. Wow. <laughs> so I've only had the two. I haven't, I've still got, see, most of the bottle left. That wouldn't have happened <laughs> I if I you. hadn't. 
<laughs> oh, that sounds great. It was a nice little tipple that I've discovered. Yeah. Lovely. And I just finished a really lovely book called Small Pleasures by Claire Chambers, which I read very quickly. And it was set in the 1950s. So it's a novel, but it was based on, it was triggered by a true event. And a journalist, who's probably about 40, sort of spinster, a result of sort of post-war lack of men sort of thing, works as a journalist and something happens in the paper that they run an article and she's contacted by a lady who claims her daughter was born by virgin birth. And because she's the only lady reporter, she's given this story. Mm-hmm. She then gets to know the family and it's a very gentle little story and small pleasures actually sums it up because it's about the small pleasures in life but it's a it's a good story good old-fashioned story so love that so I do recommend that so that's my little discoveries nothing to do with art or anything else I have got arty ones then well ish yeah nothing huge so for me yeah so I um, have been inspired by the painting because I hadn't done any for ages because I took various courses last summer and in the autumn and I just haven't had haven't had the time I've been too too busy doing the thing um I did my sketchbook course little thumbnails but not getting the paints out doing the old the old color mixing business doing layers haven't done any of that for months and I had an absolute blast so that was really good fun and the second day when I had to just go in all I had to do was just a little bit on these paintings just to finish them and it's that point where you could probably stuff it up you know you spent ages right. the previous day doing all these lovely layers there were bits you really like and it but it's still not done you need to do something to finish it and at that point the voices could start you know oh don't do that don't spoil it. Yeah, don't don't do spoil that. it. Yeah. And so I've discovered, this is my discovery, that if I have my um, noise reducing headphones, so I can't hear any outside noises and I just have really loud pop music in my head, I can't hear the voices. <laughs> oh, and it, it energizes me. So then I, yeah, so I work fast Excellent. and I just make quick decisions and just keep moving. And I mixed up a whole load of this grey paint as well, which I then had too much of. So I had to paint. I had to dig out all these old paintings and I've just covered everything in this this paint. So they're all still sitting out on my table down there. So so that was really good. But also, yeah, discovering the loud music really helps to energise me and get me moving. Um, But the other discovery I made was just how much... I've learned over the past year because you know we do these courses you take a little freebie course and some paid courses and you get to the end and you might have finished a thing or you might not have finished a thing and it's some more stuff to just stick on the shelf or or whatever and I realized by finishing off these two paintings that I actually have learned something. I've learned about the colour mixing Excellent. and composition and mm. I've learned about mindset, about, oh, no, this is the bit where I'm going to start second-guessing myself. This is the bit that's going to feel really difficult. This is where I need to make a bold move. Um, and it was just so, such a lovely feeling to realise that I am in a different place to last year before I started doing these 
that's brilliant then, so you can see the progress and it i can yeah. see some progress so that was so gratifying um and one of the courses that I, i've done the freebie for a couple of years and then i actually did the full course last summer it was the louise fletcher find your joy course yeah which i think by the time this goes out will have already started won't it but i think it starts the day this goes out so there is, is time right. to join i'm i'm sh- yeah we'll put okay. the link so I'll, we'll in put the, the link in then yeah yeah because i think i put it in my last newsletter it's worth doing i've done it two years and yeah. i've signed up to do it again simply because it's just it re-energizes what you're doing I think exactly yeah it's it's fun it just loosens you up so you do need a few paints um but you don't need much at all and so even if you're not going to carry on painting if you just want something fun and energizing and helps you see um art making in a new light loosen you up thoroughly recommend it so yeah that's coming out it's a free course and it's a week long and it starts the day that this podcast comes out yeah very achievable it's worth doing definitely worth definitely doing. she's a good teacher so, yeah very good teacher. yeah so that's me excellent that's both of us i've just thought of a little yeah. story actually because <laughs> i remember going out into my studio thinking i was going to tidy up and this was several months ago this was a not the most recent tidy up and i went out and i was going through some drawers and i found a load of these little kits that come on free on the front of molly makes oh right yeah while I was tidying and I looked through and one of them was for a crochet avocado key ring and I took it out and I looked at it and I thought oh yeah I could do that two hours later I had a crochet avocado and a messy studio <laughs> and my studio was still messy <laughs> but that to me wasn't procrastination because I hadn't thought about it it was just like total distraction I thought oh <laughs> I've just completely whiled away two hours without realising it. So you will get a photograph of the avocado. That's brilliant. That's excellent. So thank you very much for listening. If you enjoyed listening, please consider leaving us a review because it helps others to find us and possibly subscribe as well wherever you listen to podcasts so that you don't miss an episode. And do we know what we're talking about next time? Haven't thought about it. Okay, so that will be a surprise for everybody and maybe for us too. (laughs) Excellent. Um, So, yeah, that's us. So I am going to go and have my second jump. Oh, are you? Fantastic. Oh, I hope you feel okay afterwards. I was fine, so... Should be. I felt felt okay after the first one. Had a bit of a headache, but otherwise I felt okay. So that's me and... So until the next time, you can find us at ginaferrari-art.co.uk and isabelmore.co.uk. So see you next time. Bye. 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 So I was just lying around on the sofa with a book and a cocktail. (laughs) It sums us up. I was busy trying to do all the things. You're lounging around boozing. (laughs) Thank you for listening. If you like the music, it's by Ixon, and you can find it at soundcloud.com slash Ixon, and the link is also in the show notes.